I don't think there's one well-meaning Christian who doesn't want to live a life worthy of the Lord. All of us have the desire to want to live lives that God values, doing things according to Scripture and those things that please God, but we don't always get it right. The desire is there, however, and that's a good thing, and that's as it should be. We should desire to please God and live lives worthy of our calling. That's all a part of what it means to be faithful. Today, we are starting a series of readings from the book of Colossians, and the author, Paul, is writing to a group of believers, and his words to them are still relevant for us today, people who are interested in living worthy lives. We hear so many voices telling us that happiness and satisfaction in life are the most important things, but there is so much more than just living and dying and somehow trying to make it through the day. The book of Colossians will show us what matters most, that living for Jesus is the very best possible thing we can do, and it is exactly what people who desire to live godly lives try to do. Colossians answers the question of how to do that. If you didn't catch it, Colossians is a very encouraging book, at least that's how Paul starts out the book, and he begins his letter by doing just that, encouraging the believers because of their already good work. Paul says he thanks God when he prays for their faith and love that comes from hope in the gospel. He assures them that the gospel is bearing fruit and growing because of their faith. But he also tells them that he prays for them that they will live lives worthy of the Lord, even while affirming the good work they are already doing. So these words are Paul's ways of affirming them, even as he encourages them to pay attention to the Spirit and what the Spirit is teaching them. I think for most of us, we try to live the Christian life as best we can, but again, we don't do it perfectly. Perhaps we know that we need to try a little harder sometimes, but when we do, sometimes we still make a mess of things. This is what happens when we try to live our lives according to our own knowledge and wisdom. When we rely on ourselves or on what the world says, we will ultimately fail at living godly lives. However, if we choose to follow what the scripture says about how to follow God, if we choose to hold to the knowledge and wisdom that God shares, we will have a much better shot at living worthy lives, lives that are valuable to God and influential on the people around us. This is why Paul says in verse nine, so we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Paul understood that there was a world out there, indeed one that was trying to influence the Colossians with what it thought was right knowledge and wisdom and understanding, but was really just false teaching. It's a problem throughout the book. So to combat this, Paul says that there is knowledge and wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. It is what the Spirit gives that results in a transformed life. 
Then Paul gives some idea of how to know whether we are living lives according to the knowledge of the will of God. And I think he indicates three specific ways in the following verses to know if we are following the will of God as the Spirit gives it. The first is being productive and growing. We must bear fruit and grow if we want to live a life that God truly values. We must do things which lead to real, worthy results. Our work must accomplish important outcomes. Verse 10 says, Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. Those two go together. If we want to bear fruit, we will have to know God. We must be growing in our understanding of who God is. We live godly and worthwhile lives through our knowledge of God. There are a lot of people who are busy for God, doing what they think are good works, but those works accomplish nothing of lasting value. We don't just want to be busy for God. We want our works to bear fruit. How do we know the difference? We will bear fruit when we get close to God and we get to know him intimately. That is, we will reflect more of God the closer we are to him. I think it's like a child and a parent and their relationship. A, a child picks up traits more or less simply by being in the presence of his or her parent. So the Christian develops tenderness, compassion, humility, forgiveness, joy, hope, and all these other things by being in the presence of God the Father and in Jesus Christ, his Son. Do you want your life to bear fruit that really matters? Then get close to God. Spend time in his word. Spend time in prayer. Spend time with his people. Grow in your understanding of God if you really want your life to count for something. Get to know God. Then we will bear fruit for God. Get close to him and then our works will accomplish something of real value. Verse 10 again says, we will bear fruit in every good work. So we follow the will of God as evidenced by being productive. That's the first way we know the will of God. The second way we know we are following the will of God and leading worthy lives is if we will be strong. God wants to empower us with his power to persevere with patience. He wants to strengthen us with his might so we don't quit before we see the fruit of our labor. Verse 11 says, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. Notice in this verse that we are strengthened with all power according to his glorious might and we are strengthened so that we may have great endurance and patience. If pleasing God were up to our own inherent abilities and power, then we'd get frustrated and quit long before we saw the fruits of our labor. But it's not. God wants us to be productive, so he strengthens us for the task. Then, as we depend on his strength and not our own, we have great endurance and patience. Literally, 
we have the ability to remain under the load without giving up. We just have to persevere with patience. We just have to remain under the task without losing our cool, and that's exactly what God gives us the strength to do. So we can stop depending on our own strength. We can stop depending on our own perfections. Rather, we can accept the strength that comes from God. We can stop striving. We can stop trying to be perfect. We can rest in the patience and perseverance that God makes available. It's his strength that keeps us in line with his will and keeps us from not giving up. In 1983, Australia hosted its ultramarathon, a 573.7-mile foot race from Sydney to Melbourne. This is a race that takes days to run, and professionals from all over the world came to participate. Shortly before the race began, a 61-year-old farmer named Cliff Young, wearing overalls and galoshes over his boots, walked up to the registration table and requested a number to enter the race. The people at the registration table thought it was a joke that somebody was setting them up, and so they laughed. But Cliff Young said, no, I'd really like to run. So they gave him a number and they pinned it on his old overalls. Cliff Young walked over to the start of the race. All the other professional runners with sculpted bodies decked out in fancy running gear looked at him like he was crazy. The crowd snickered. They laughed even more when the gun went off and the race began because Cliff Young didn't run like a runner. He ran with an awkward, goofy-looking shuffle. Yet, five days, 14 hours, and four minutes later, at 1.25 in the morning, Cliff Young shuffled across the finish line of the ultra-marathon ahead of everybody else. He had won the race. And he didn't win it by a matter of minutes or even an hour or two. The second place runner was nine hours and 56 minutes behind him. Cliff Young had set a new world record. The press mobbed him, trying to figure out the secret of his success. Was it some kind of special running shoe, galoshes over his boots? I don't think so. Was it something he ate, which turned out to be primarily pumpkin seeds and water? No, it was none of that. Cliff Young had shuffled his way to victory because he never slept. The other runners would run for 18 hours straight and then stop and sleep for three or four hours, but Cliff never stopped. At the age of 61, he just kept running for five days, 14 hours, and four minutes. Cliff didn't win because he had all the right stuff. Cliff didn't win because he was the strongest and the best. Cliff won simply because he didn't quit when everybody else did. What does God want from us? It's really very simple. He just wants us to be productive by getting to know him. And then he wants us to be strong through his strength to persevere. And finally, the third way to stay in line with God's will in order to live a life worthy of God 
is to be grateful for all he's done. To live a life God highly values, we need to be thankful. In verse 12, Paul continues his sentence, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. Let's give thanks because God qualified us for heaven. Literally, God made us sufficient. When we think about living a life worthy of the Lord, we know it's absolutely impossible in and of ourselves. Our lives are worth nothing compared to him. But when we put our trust in Christ, God fills us with himself. We become qualified not only to be productive in this life, but to share the glories of heaven. Our only response is to be thankful for God rescuing us, as scripture says, from the kingdom of darkness and transferring us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. That's only a small picture of what happened when God found us. Now we are free. We are free to be all that God wants us to be. We are free to be productive. We are free to be strong. We are free to be grateful and so free to live lives worthy of him. That's using the knowledge of the will of God and spiritual wisdom and understanding as a basis for living a life worthy of the Lord. So the question to us is this morning, is your life productive and growing according to scripture? Are you being strong in the Lord? Are you thankful? Those are the marks of a life lived according to the will of God and those that will show others what a life worthy of God looks like. Let's strive to live the way Paul suggested. By doing so, we will honor and please the Lord.